welcome back to the emergency goalies. And, you know, I would say a mixed week. A couple wins and then a couple losses for the Blackhawks, but they're still playing noticeably, noticeably better than they were earlier in the season. But I guess I will ask you, Michael, so, so weak. Yeah, it certainly started off better than it finished. Um, the, especially that Vancouver game was pretty tough to watch. Um, but I would say they, they played really well against Philadelphia. Uh, that was one of their more complete games of the year. They played well on offense. They played pretty well on defense. The goaltending held up. And, yeah, you know, you, one, one of the more decisive victories as well with a 4-1 win. Uh, the St. Louis game, I felt like they got a little lucky. Um, some shots went in. The bad night for the opposing goaltender, essentially. <laughs> um, some soft goals there that allowed them to build up an early lead, and St. Louis was chasing most of the game. And uh, Jackson Stauber in his first NHL game made just enough good saves to to keep the Blackhawks in it. Um, got a couple of friendly posts as well. So I wouldn't call that a, uh, a dominating performance or anything. In fact, I think the Blackhawks were outplayed for a vast majority of the night, but you know, games like that are going to happen. You're going to run into bad nights for the opposing goalie. Mm-hmm. I missed the Kings game, uh, but from what I understand, the Blackhawks were pretty heavily outshot. Yeah. And it was basically just Mrazek keeping them in the game. And that's pretty much what happened in the Vancouver game, even though it finished with a five to two score, the Blackhawks were winning that game um, for quite a bit of time. Uh, And again, Blackhawks kind of got lucky with some early, (laughs) uh, I mean, basically Vancouver had a couple of breakdowns early in the game and the Blackhawks managed to capitalize on both of them. Like um, at one point, wasn't it like, 20 to four in shots or something. Yeah, yeah. And the Blackhawks didn't even hit double digits, I want to say, until like early in the third period or something. I mean, Vancouver was just absolutely dominating that game. But once again, Mrazek was keeping them in it, keeping them in it, keeping them in it, actually keeping them in the lead for a long time until finally it just kind of broke open in the third and then uh, an empty netter at the end kind of uh, sealed it. But yeah, it was that was not a a, a good performance. Um, so yeah, the, game, the the team essentially uh, started off pretty well, but then with each successive game, they played poorer and poorer and poorer. Yeah. And really, in that Vancouver game, uh, I I honestly couldn't really even pick out any player that I would say had a good game. There were a couple of guys that maybe weren't bad. <laughs> But the majority of the team played really poorly. Um, nobody could control the puck. Nobody could pass the puck. Um, it was just, it was a pretty ugly game where, like I said, they, they got a couple of early chances when uh, I think one of them was a two-on-one, one of them was a breakaway, and they happened to capitalize on both of them. But those were really their only decent chances, um, whereas it just took a while for Vancouver to, to solve Mrazic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was going to say uh, one interesting thing that I don't think is sustainable is they got a lot of scoring from um, the third and fourth lines in this set of games, which I you know, probably just a random 
lucky, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, when they were winning games early in the year, you know, we discussed it at the time. It was like you were getting goals out of Dickinson and Lafferty. You were getting shorthanded goals like almost every game. That was not sustainable. Yes. And, you know, sort of the same thing is kind of, cropped up in these last 10 games where the Blackhawks have won like what four or five of them um, where, yeah, you know, they're scoring a few more goals because they're getting a little bit more uh, depth scoring from not just the um, third and fourth line on occasion, but um, from the defensemen for the first time, basically all season, the defensemen have actually chipped in um, with some scoring. And uh, yeah, again, very likely not sustainable. And, you know, the other part of this recent uh, decent stretch has been uh, the goaltending has improved. Um, you know, Mrazek was a disaster for the yes. entire 2022 calendar year. Uh, he started to play better in January. And I would say over the last week or two, he's played above average NHL goal goalie. Um, and so that has kept them in games. Uh, like I said, Jackson Stauber didn't exactly, you know, play great, but he made several really big saves that kept the the Blackhawks uh, in the lead. And, you know, Staylock, when he's been healthy, has been pretty good all year. So, yeah. um, you know, really that's been, um, you know, a big part of their recent success um, in conjunction with, you know, like I said, getting a little bit more offense from up and down the lineup. but. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the NHL. When your goaltenders are playing pretty well, you have a chance in every game. Um, and that's that's pretty much been why, um, you know, they've been having a lot more success of late. And yep. so, you know, we'll see we'll see how sustainable that is. I mean, Mrazek hasn't exactly been consistent um, over the last couple of years. And, you know, he's also had the health concerns. Um, with especially with Staylock out, you know, the harder that they have to ride Mrazic, does that, you know, is that going to lead to another injury? <laughs> Hard to say. And the, um, I guess the other thing we should add is Patrick Kane actually scored a goal. It's pretty- yeah, you know, he scored a couple of goals over the last couple of weeks. He, he's, he's, um, you know, the St. Louis and Los Angeles games, I know I saw a stat where, um, yeah, he didn't get a shot on goal for the for two over a two game stretch for the first time in his career. But um, over the last couple of weeks, it feels like he's trying to shoot the puck a little more. Um, and he certainly did that in Vancouver and um, in the Philadelphia Buffalo wins and that. So, I mean, we've been saying it. He's he doesn't have the other guys around him that he can set up. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure other teams are laying off a little bit. Well, I shouldn't say laying off. A lot of teams are pressuring him more um, because they're not afraid of him passing to most of the guys on his line. And yeah, he just he doesn't really have much time and space. But you know, shooting the puck a little more often can can alleviate some of that a little bit. But you know, I with Patrick Kane. We've we've talked about it. There are games where he just seems disinterested or um, playing cautiously, whether it's because of injury or what. But he just 
there are games where he doesn't seem to skate very much and doesn't get involved. He's also been mishandling the puck way more than I can ever remember. Um, especially yeah. since he doesn't have the puck as much as he used to. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's really kind of shocking. It really feels like he's like there, but not really there. Yeah. You know, when he, uh, you know, obviously he was out for with injury for a little bit there. And when he came back, uh, the first two or three games when he came back, I think were probably his worst couple of games of the season. He was just not engaged at all. Um, whether or not, you know, I, my, my guess is that was mostly because he was just kind of feeling his way back from injury. And I didn't, I didn't worry about it too much. Um, and then for a few games after that, he, his play picked up and he was a little more dangerous, both shooting and passing. Uh, but then, yeah, recently the last couple of games uh, were kind of back, more into the not creating much yeah. um he so he knows he's probably going to be traded and he doesn't want to yeah yeah you know i think that's he he wanted to get back out there show he was healthy and you know he had a few games there and so my concern is you know he's going to kind of be playing it safe until the trade deadline which is only what two weeks away now at this point so, yeah, I, 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 I'm not expecting much from Patrick Kane with the possible exception of, you know, he's got a couple more home games. Yeah, if he gets the fence, you get yeah. the Patrick Kane tends to rise to the occasion. He understands moments and um, that Anaheim game and the Arizona game, they're playing two bad teams who are also both tanking and both of those games at the UC, I would expect we see a little bit more of the Showtime Patrick Kane in those games. Yeah, you but, think it's going to be with him and Taves, there's going to be a big... Yeah, my guess is both of those games are sellouts or close to it. And yeah, there's there's going to be a lot of standing ovations and um, uh, hopefully those two guys get a pretty good send-off in those two games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's 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 going to be very <laughs> interesting to see, um, you know, because those are going to be two games. You know, like I said, those are bad teams. That that, that that's going to give those guys an opportunity to kind of, you know, if they if they do rise to the occasion, we might actually see some multi point games there. And um, yeah, just hopefully they get sent out on a high note and. You know, unfortunately, that in a, in a way, having those two games against those two particular opponents is probably pretty bad for the Blackhawks tank. Because um, those are two games that you really don't want to win if your goal is to finish last. Um, but they might. But if it brings back better trade results, say. You know, it is what it is. Although I can't imagine two two games at the end they're gonna uh, impact uh, the trade return. But that'd be a pretty um, a pretty bad GM for the other team to be yeah. playing two games. But but yeah, and I guess the other thing we should mention is, and we 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 talked about this, but I mean it's not a shock that uh, Tyler Johnson injured again and reaggravated his um leg injury and it might be a while before he's yeah you know it's it's so hard to say with 
a guy, you know, it's kind of like Mrazek and Stalock. Uh, you just, it's, it's hard to, to count on him at this point. Um, you know, it's unfortunate because when he's been in there, um, he's been pretty good all season. Um, I would actually argue for majority of the games that he's played, he's been the Blackhawks best forward. Yeah. Um, but he's just not availability is a skill <laughs> as well. Um, and he just hasn't, uh, he, he hasn't been reliable in that manner. And yeah, you know, it would be nice to have him available after the trade deadline, just to give the Blackhawks some semblance of an offense, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. going to be hard to count on him for much. And, and, you know, he still didn't call up uh, Reichel. So he no. probably going to stay down there for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would expect we will see him at some point, but it will probably be for another, you know, short stretch or whatever. Uh, and, you know, if the, if the team does trade Taves and Kane and any of the other forwards, they are going to need bodies. I mean, it's not just going to be Senny and Phil up here. Um, they're, they're going to need something, especially if Tyler Johnson remains out as well. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, just like they've, they've called up Isaac Phillips when guys have been out and, you know, other things on the blue line, the same thing's going to happen with Reichel. Um, and, but yeah, you know, the priority will be to keep him in Rockford as much as, humanly possible <laughs> yeah. so i don't know if you have any other stuff you noticed this week um no um the uh, you know i did mention the vancouver game was bad for pretty much the whole team but it does seem like uh there is some gaining traction for jake mccabe to be traded mm. um you know even though he <laughs> had probably one of his worst games of the year against Vancouver, but, um, you know, he's got a, a reasonable contract and a lot of the teams that are um, looking for defensemen seem to be looking for defensemen with term, not just rentals. So but he's had a pretty good year and he's had a pretty good year and he's stayed healthy, um, which is the first time he's done that in a while. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I'm not expecting a blockbuster return or anything, but, I would expect him to return something better than Taves at this point, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I feel for the guy because he's been on terrible teams his whole career. And I know he came to Chicago as a bit of a homecoming with his wife being from here and this being kind of his adopted home. And I'm sure he wanted this to work out, but yeah. you know, he's been in the league for like 10 years, never been in the playoffs, never been with a winner. And it'd be nice to be that. Yeah, I'm sure he's probably just like, you know what, <laughs> I'll, uh, you know, I'd be curious too, because he does have like a 17 no trade clause. And the assumption is that it's the Canadian teams or mostly the Canadian teams. Um, and there appears to be a couple of Canadian teams that are looking for defensemen. So I wonder if he would maybe even waive part of his no trade to go to specific teams if it meant, um, you know, getting a shot in the playoffs. Is that what you would think? Um, Oilers, Maple Leafs would be the. Yeah, I mean, those are two teams that seem to be interested. I've also heard Ottawa, but that's one where I wouldn't expect McCabe to um, wave for them because they are not going to be a playoff team. Um, but yeah, the Maple Leafs, I think, would probably be 
the one team that may, the one Canadian team that would probably not be on his no trade list if there's any. Yeah. Uh, and Edmonton, like I said, it's probably not a preferred destination for him, but at the same time, it would be difficult to pass up an opportunity to play with um, McDavid. And, you know, I, I would think the assumption would be from any, for anybody that would consider going there that the Oilers are going to try and do everything possible to, you know, to win while they have McDavid under contract. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see because, you know, with Kane not having a good year, Taves not having a good year, you know, the hoped for big returns for those guys are probably not going to happen. Uh, going to be a little more um, uh, on the lighter side of what what we hoped for for those guys. And I don't see Domi or Anthony Siu or any of the other sign and flip guys returning anything of actual values. So um, it'd be nice if they could get something for McCabe. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks as we as we approach the deadline to see if Davidson can pull off something unexpected. Yep. And I will add one more detail. I um, really like the Canucks uniforms. They're nice. Oh yeah, the, the throwbacks. Much better than those were, those were beauty. Those were beauties. And I kind of liked that uh, our, our old friend Colin Delia was, uh, I didn't get a real good look at his mask, but that actually seemed like a throwback um, reference to Kirk McLean's old mask. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I appreciated that. <laughs> um, I, I considered actually driving up um, to Vancouver to watch that game, um, given how poorly it went. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I withheld. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, maybe when the Blackhawks visit there, I think it's in April. Again, I might, I might, I might make the trek. Yeah. All right. So I guess we can move on to the games. Um ahead this week yeah uh, they're going to continue their western canada swing with calgary and edmonton um especially with the way that uh, the last couple of games have gone uh, my guess is you're not going to see great efforts on both of those unless they are so embarrassed by their vancouver performance that richardson and them kind of light a fire maybe you get a bit of a turnaround but But, uh the Edmonton one especially might get bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my thinking is, you know, going into the, the all-star break and you got a little bit of time off after that. Um, and then, you know, you do have the those upcoming home games where it's likely going to be you know, the send off for Taves and Kane. I, I just have this feeling that these next couple of Canadian games are going to be tough to watch. Um, I'm not expecting much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, and then you got the All Star break after that. So it's, uh, do that. Yeah. Kind of the last light, the last light schedule for, for the remainder of the year. I didn't pay attention. Were there any Blackhawks that made? Yeah, Seth Jones. Everybody's required to have one. I thought so. Um, and yeah, Seth Jones was even like, yeah, you know, I'm here because we're required. He's like, I'm not even having a good year. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's pretty embarrassing that he's there considering how poorly he's played for much of the year. But 
It is what it is. Everybody, everybody's required to have one. Since I um, never watch All-Star games, that won't be. Yeah, I haven't watched an NHL All-Star game since the 90s, probably. So. I will watch. I do admit I watch the skills. Yeah, I have tuned into that over the years on and off. Uh, definitely not a yearly thing. And certainly over the last five years where I really haven't had cable very often. Um, it's not something that I've been able to watch much recently but um you know if i had it easily available i'd probably check it out a little bit yeah but the game itself is ridiculous so all right well i guess that's all we have for this week and it'll be a quick week next week i guess only two games so and yeah something wild happened at the all-star game i guess we'd mention it but Right. Yeah. I mean, I suppose we could always have surprise early trade or something, but yeah, my guess is next week's episode is going to be a pretty quick uh, rehash of a couple of potentially ugly games. <laughs> unless, hey, unless Mrazic keeps playing good. I mean, if, if, hey, if Mrazic plays well, they're going to be in both of those games. If he doesn't play well, it, it could get ugly. Yeah. All right. Well, on Twitter, Michael? MJ underscore Ernst. And I'm STH85, but We'll be back next week, and as always, you can get our podcast on the Apple Podcast app or Spotify, and yeah, we'll be back, and everyone enjoy the All-Star Week, I guess.